the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Not just picking and choosing, but receiving the whole counsel of God next on Times of Refreshing. Join us. Stories told of a man seeking God's will, closed his eyes, opened his Bible, and just placed his finger arbitrarily on a page. He opened his eyes to read, Judas hung himself. He closed his eyes, did it again, to come up with, go thou and do likewise. Obviously, there is a better way to find out the will and the counsel of the Lord, and that's what we're looking at today here on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. From the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Welcome to the program. We're looking at Acts chapter 20 today, verses 22 through 29. Here now with today's broadcast is our teacher and pastor, once again, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Overemphasis on something can lead to error. If I sat here and said in this room and I only preached that Jesus was a prophet, he was a prophet. He's a prophet. And I just emphasized him being a prophet. That's an aspect of who he is, but that's not the fullness of who he is. Can I have an amen? Amen. If I sat here and said, God is, God is love. And I just focused on God just being love. And I didn't tell you that we need to consider the kindness and severity of God. And that he also is a just judge. I would be robbing you of who God really is. I've only presented a portion of who he is. If I, and it's the same thing even in, in our personal lives. Just think about if I just said that, you know, some of you in the room, some of you in this room, people only know you for one aspect of who you are. And if they only know you for one aspect, that doesn't mean, that means that they don't really know you. There's more to you than just this aspect. But we just focus on that, then we're robbing people of, of who we are. And it's the same thing when it comes to God. We have to make sure that we're, we're getting in the Bible and saying, God, reveal yourself completely to me. I want the whole counsel of God. I want to know, I want to know it all. Even those parts that may be rough to digest and receive. Amen. But the key is verse 15, but speaking the truth He says, in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head. He says, even Christ. At the heart of it all, my desire for us as a church is that we're seeing people become more and more like Jesus every day. And some of you may become apostles and prophets and evangelists and all those great things. But at the heart of it all, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Amen. How do we tap into this council? How do we get into a place where we can really start to digest and 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 receive everything that God has to say concerning counsel so that we can share like apostle Paul did and and have no one's blood on our hands 
because we're painting the right picture. Go to Acts chapter 6. And I think this is really good. This will help us. Acts chapter 6 verse 1 on down to 4. Now, he's going to specifically talk about the apostles and whatnot. But I think for us, we can draw from this truth because it's going to help us. He says, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. The Hellenists were the Greek-speaking Jewish people. He says, then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, it is not desirable desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. He says, therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom that we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually. Somebody say continually. He says continually to prayer and he says what? To the ministry of the word. The ministry of the word. We're going to give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. Now we know that these individuals obviously they had a heart for this and and they were powerful when it came to and, and it was a necessity. But I think for every single one of us this should be our heart's desire. That when it comes to prayer and to the ministry of the word, that we desire to give ourselves to this. That we make it a point in our lives to get into the word and to pray. And this is how we start to get into the counsel of God, into God's deliberations. We get into access in his mind so that when we're sharing our faith, we're talking to people in the community. When we're trying to lead people to Christ, that we're able to do it in a balanced way. Why? Because we're, we've eaten the whole scroll. We don't just measure, uh, uh, weigh, uh, or, or just, we, we, we don't just give a message that is, and I hate to say this, but saints, sometimes, you know, we can come off like we're the, like the Mormons or the Jehovah's Witness and okay, if they say this, then you say that. If they say this, then you say that. And, and we have our little script. The Holy Spirit's not in your script. He wants to give you a word, a right now word. Amen. And so for us, but we're sensitive to that and we're able to draw from the scripture and from the word of God and share in a balanced way because we're partnering with the Holy Spirit and we're able to partner. Why? Because we've given ourselves to prayer and to the word of God. Saints, get into your Bibles. Have a time that you know this is my time with me and God for my study time. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I wasn't the greatest studier in my life growing up. I wasn't a reader. My wife will tell you now I have a library full of books and I love reading. I love reading now. But it wasn't like that. There's, there, all, some of us need to reprogram ourselves. So that we learn to get back into the Bible. So that we're giving people the whole counsel of God. And we're willing to receive the whole counsel of God. But it takes prayer, saints. And it takes a continuance of getting into the scripture. You may not understand everything. If you need to, come down. And, and, and we have so many ministries here in the church that focus on just teaching the Bible, getting into the word, helping to stimulate people to say, man, I want to get into this. And you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you two things. Number one, your flesh is going to say no. Your flesh is not going to say, yeah, praise the Lord. Let's get in the word. 
especially if you wait until midnight. I'm about to get in this word. You're going to be in there. You're going to get one word. And you're going to be sleep. Can I have an amen? amen? And so we have to be sensitive. Number two, the devil's not going to let you do that. He's going to have all kinds of reasons why it's not convenient for you to read your Bible now. And I guarantee you, 90% of those reasons have to do, deal with the devil vision. I mean, television. <laughs> now, I love TV. I love TV. But let me say this. We have to be sensitive. We got to be sensitive that it's not robbing us from our time in the word. Amen. And so this is number one. Prayer and word is going to help us to access the counsel of God. Go to Philippians chapter three. I got one more passage for you. Philippians chapter three. And this is good. Pastor, I want to know the whole counsel of God. I want to start. Well, you've got to start praying and you've got to start getting in the word consistently, continually, he says. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 on down to 14. This is good. It says here in verse 12, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. He says, I press toward the goal for the prize Of the upward call of God, he says, in Christ Jesus. The next thing I want you to write down is vision. Vision. You know, I think one of the things that happens for us, you know, if we're going to get the whole counsel of God and we're going to see and and help people to embrace the whole counsel of God, We have to have a clear vision of what God is really after in people's lives. Now, listen to what I'm saying. Because for Apostle Paul, he realized that, that there was something that he was after. And he was willing to press toward the prize for the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. He knew at the end of the day, everything was about Christ. Everything was about being formed into Christ's image. Everything was about making sure that Christ was manifested in, in, his, in, in his life and in people's lives. And if the goal for a pastor, for a church, and for us as people in the congregation, if the goal is Christ, then our pursuit is going to be seeking God for counsel so that we can see Christ be fully formed in a person's life. The goal is not just for you to become a good husband. Our vision isn't just for you to become, you know, a better wife. Our vision isn't just for you to have prosperity and blessing in the land. Our vision is for you to become like Jesus. And the more I can see that, the more that I position myself within, the, within the, the counsel of God to get revelations from God so that I can help people become what God ultimately wants them to become. And that's like him. Yes. 
But for some people, we're searching the scriptures and we only get scriptures and they're, all, and they're based on just one area and aspect. But no, it's Christ. Apostle Paul says this, not that I have already attained. He said, I haven't reached it yet. He says, I haven't uh, obtained the fullness of who Christ is, wants me to be and all that Christ wants me to do. He says, or am already perfected. He said, I'm still a work in progress. God is still working on me. He's still trying to make me who he wants me to be in Christ. He says, but I press on. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell him, you got to press on. Come on, look at somebody else and tell him, you got to press on. He said, but I press on. He said, I'm not just pressing on for a new house. I'm not just pressing on for a new car. I'm not just pressing on for another job. I'm not just pressing on for another this. He's pressing on. I want to be like Jesus. He says, I'm not perfected. He says, I'm pressing on. And what this does is it endears us to God and causes God to give us more revelation through his scripture so that we have balance and we're achieving God's attended goal, not just ours. Not just ours. He says, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Jesus laid hold of you so that you can lay hold of him and who he created you to be. He didn't just lay hold of you so you can skip through life. He laid a hold of you so that you can become more like him. You can be transformed into his image. You can become, you can begin to think like him, dream like him, believe like him. And then as you receive the scripture, what happens? You're able to share this communication. This is what made Apostle Paul so awesome. He's able to share and communicate with others the whole counsel of God. Why? Because he was willing to embrace the whole counsel of God. And I think for all of us here, we have to stop and say, wait a minute, Jesus, you you came and laid hold of me because you have something for me to lay hold of. And that's you in becoming more like you. Jesus is not impressed with, with a lot of the stuff we do, saints. That's why, you know, minister to guys. Guys are used to having, you know, even myself. You know, having a stadium full of people screaming your name and go, you know. Jesus isn't sitting up there and, ooh, that's awesome, you know. <laughs> he, got, he got an untold number of angels worshiping at his feet he's not impressed with us can i he's not impressed with us but what does get his attention is when he sees a little bit of him in us when he sees him in us can i have an amen he says in verse 13 brother i do not count myself to have apprehended He says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things. You got to have a vision. And the vision is not a bunch of stuff. The vision is Christ. And progressively, God releases revelation so that we can become more and more like him over time. Over time. 
over time. He gives us glimpses over time and we begin to behold him over time. And the more we behold him over time, the more we become like him over time. And the more people say, who are you and what happened to you over time? And they say, man, you used to be a cussing all the time, but now you, you're always saying something sweet to people and, and used to be mean and angry. And now over time, it seemed like you just nice as, oh, who are you? What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened to me. I got into the mirror and the more I looked into the mirror and the more I saw Jesus, the more I started to be changed into his image from life. The more I started dipping in the water, the more the water started washing me and cleansing me and making me whole. And I started seeing my life changing because I started getting into the Bible and the Bible started getting in me. And as the Bible started getting in me, I started changing into the image. But it doesn't happen, saints, if we, if we, if we don't get into the Bible. Apostle Paul said, you know what manner of life I lived among you guys. The Bible got in me. The word got in me. And as the word got in me, he's able to communicate the the counsel of God. We got to have the vision. The vision is Christ. And then progressively through the scripture, God starts to reveal Christ. And then we start to share him with people. Can I have an amen? Second Corinthians chapter five. We're going to close with this. And I think this is, this is probably the the most important aspect of what we're going to do to help us to access the counsel of God and to position ourselves before God. Look at verse 12, going down to 15. Apostle Paul says this, the church of Corinth, he says, for we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. And or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. He says, for the love of Christ compels us. Because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And if he, Jesus, died for all, that those who, he says, uh, and, and he died for all that those who live, he should, should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Let's read verses 14 and 15. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge that thus that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for who? But for him who died for them, he says, and rose again. Just write down the word love. And, and I say this because, number one, we've got to learn to get into our Bibles and to study our Bibles, knowing that ultimately God, yes, he wants to use my life. He wants to, me to lay down my life uh, for him and to, to serve his purposes in the earth that he might be glorified. But my motivation for doing those things always has to be love. Because love opens the chamber and and it causes God to spew forth revelation to me. Why? Because he knows that I'm doing it for the right reason and it's going to accomplish his purpose and goal in the earth. We can't read our Bible, saints, for selfish purposes. And what I mean by that is some people, they want to know the Bible so they can argue with somebody on their job. Or they want to read their Bible because they want to share with somebody that they know needs it more than they need it. 
That person I know really needs that message. Some of us in this room right now, as I'm, I'm preaching, some of you are sitting there, and you may even have a person in your mind as I've been preaching. That brother really needs it. No, you really need it. The word comes to you first. And so what happens is we can't get in there. They need this. You need to hear. And then we have, we have a special ministry called take Pastor Napoleon's messages and give them to everybody that we think needs them more than we need them. I stepped on some toes right there. I got one amen over here in the corner. Saints, remember the word always comes to you. But if we're reading our Bibles and it's not number one because, man, I just love God and I want to know who he is. And then number two, I just love people and I want to be able to share the love of God completely with people that I know. If our reading the word of God is not born, if we're not compelled by God's love for even for studying the scripture, we're compelled by a desire just to have more knowledge, a desire to refute somebody, a desire to come off deep and spiritual, a a desire to impress people with how many scriptures we can memorize and quote while you're trying to have breakfast with someone. Saints, listen, don't try to impress. If you're having breakfast, have breakfast. You don't have to quote 20 scriptures to show how spiritual you are. I'm going to say something. That's one of the things I do not like as a pastor. Because, you know, sometimes people, they want to impress you. Listen, I preach all the time. I don't need another message today. I just want to eat this sandwich. Don't preach right now. I've told people, sometimes I just get up, I'm out of here. Not right now. I just cannot eat this. I'm trying to eat these croutons and this salad. It tastes good. Can I just, that's a word. That's a word from the Lord. People trying to prophesy to you and lay hands on you just trying to have lunch. But some of that is born out of wanting to impress people. We get into the word of God. We get into the scripture because we love God. We love God. We have a heart for God. We want God to be pleased and we want to know who he is. And then we're able to, then out of that, we want to be able to share with people at the appropriate time and under the inspiration of the spirit of God so that people can be blessed. And it's the whole counsel of God. Well, if our motivation is anything other than love, then we're not going to find ourselves tapping into true counsel that comes from God. Sometimes it's just obtaining head knowledge. So we have to be careful. We have to be watchful. Saints, let me remind you again that the winds are blowing. The way in which the world is going now with the access to, through television and radio and internet, and Facebook, and Twitter, and all these other meetings. These things, some of these things are very, very good, but they're not always used the right way. And for us, our job is to make sure that we're on guard and we're, we're very, very sensitive about everything that we're letting into our lives. Why? Because not everything is whole or complete. And we have to be willing to, be a, to discern that which is that is off balance 
and that which is whole. Apostle Paul sat there and he said, I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel, the complete thing. And my prayer is that in this church and for the people under the sound of my voice, that when you speak to people, that you're not just giving them one side, you're giving them the complete picture. Hey, man, God loves you, man, but you need to repent because the way in which you're going, man, it's going it's to lead you down the wrong path. And then God loves you, man. He wants to see you right. But how can you get right if you, if you don't think repentance is something you need to do? Going to church isn't going to fix it. You've got to change your mind and go in a different direction. Or some people, they're so condemned. And sometimes you need to tell them, hey, listen, God may be disciplining you right now, but get up. He wants to see you through. You're going to be fine. He hadn't left you. There's a balance. And for us, from a doctrinal standpoint, when the winds are blowing, saints, don't pull up your anchor. Don't just be quick to pull up your anchor. Make sure that you've got into the counsel of God to find out what he says about this wind that's blowing. Because they're going to blow. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, twenty three thirty three Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code nine four five five one. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.